What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It is Monday, March 9th, and this is your post-game podcast of the Vegas Golden Knights 5-3 victory over the Calgary Flames last night. And it is also a quick turnaround pod because if you are a fan of the Golden Knights raising championship banners, which really it's only been done one other time in history, but if you are a fan... Tonight is a big game with the Golden Knights taking on the Edmonton Oilers. And to be fair, the game on March 31st is also a big game against the Oilers as well. But nevertheless, tonight is a big game. But the Golden Knights did pick up a big win last night. We will talk about it in just a moment. But first, hello, friends. How are you? Hope your work week is off to a rousing start. And if it's not... Well, hopefully I can help in some capacity, but welcome back to the show, everybody. I am your host, Danny Webster, and I do appreciate you stopping by for today's episode. And uh, before we get to the hockey shenanigans on this podcast, usual housekeeping items that we have to get out of the way before we do anything else, and especially to those who haven't listened to this podcast before, if this is your first time, welcome to you. As this is a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Locked On Podcast Network, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else you get your podcasts. Hopefully, we're on there. If not, uh, yell at somebody. Uh, If you you are on Twitter, you can follow the show at Locked On VGK. You can follow uh, me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. Or if you like sending emails, emails are good as well to Locked On Golden Knights at gmail.com. Speaking of emails and speaking of tweets, uh, we are reaching into the mailbag this week, probably Wednesday or Thursday. I haven't decided which one yet. So if you want to get your questions in for this week's mailbag, I would highly suggest that you get those questions in. It could be anything. It could be Golden Knights related. I mean, we've got, what, 12 games left after tonight? Good Lord. Uh, We have 12 games left. Anything Golden Knights related you want to talk about, put it in there. Uh, NHL related, anything NHL related, feel free to ask that question as well. Or if you want to ask about something random, like should I really try the donut and chicken sandwich from KFC that I ranted about on Friday, uh, whichever, whatever tickles your fancy, we're go ahead and ask it. I, I am not shy from any question unless I'm obviously this is a family friendly show, so keep the questions family friendly, but in any event, if you got questions, send them in. We'll talk about it Wednesday or Thursday. So get those questions in. All right. So now, enough of the shenanigans. Let's talk hockey shenanigans now, shall we? I talked I talked a little bit about it on Friday. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't even remember anymore. I can't remember what I talk about on a day-to-day basis anymore. But with the Golden Knights, if you want them to win the division, any win is paramount right? Like it doesn't, especially when you have seven division games left, any win you can get is important, right? What should also be noted importantly in that context is that it doesn't matter how you get the two points, just get the two points. We've really hit that time of the year. You can throw stats out the window. It's all about winning time. You, you know, we can't focus so much about 
the goaltending. We can't focus so much about the defense. It's all about can you put enough pucks in the net to win a hockey game in late March, early April, and hopefully up to May and June. Last night was probably the best example of that for the Golden Knights. Now, first period was fantastic, and the first period really has been an Achilles heel for Vegas over the last 14, 15 games, however long it's been. They had probably their best first period in, I would say, a month, month and a half last night. They got two goals on the board, two goals that came from the fourth line and the third D pairing, which, by the way, if you had that in your office pool, kudos to you, because I don't think there's a soul alive who probably had that in their pool. And not only that, they were able to hold Calgary from really getting anything dangerous in in their zone. They really did not allow Calgary to get anything in close. The only thing I can think of in that first period was one. There were only two things that I found from that first period that I could say that they were really dangerous. The first one was a shot from Kachuk from just outside the right circle. It was a bouncing puck. Leonard got a save on the right pad. And then the second one was Johnny Gaudreau had a breakaway. And if Nate Schmidt doesn't lift his stick at the last second, that's likely a goal for Calgary, and it's a 2-1 game. And also, you have to remember, there was a goal taken off the board because of a challenge after Mikhail Backlund uh, shoved Robin Leonard before uh, scoring into the net. So three chances right there for Calgary, all to get a goal they didn't get on the board, and Vegas really took it to them. I mean, Tomas Nozak had the first goal, Nick Holden had the second goal, and they were up 2 nothing. And that was about as impressive of a first period as you could have, especially given the circumstances on Friday when they played Winnipeg, and it was just an absolute uh, disappointing performance, I guess you can say, an uninspiring performance against Winnipeg on Friday. So they come out there and have that kind of a start was really good. And then you go into the second period, and you tag on a power play goal for Max Pacioretty to make it 3-0, and all of a sudden you got all the momentum in the world. Your goaltender's playing very well. He hasn't seen a lot of dangerous chances. And they're playing you're as a team, you're playing well against a team that has been playing, you know, part of the pun, red hot to this point. So you have to feel pretty good right now if you're Vegas, up three nothing in the second period. And then again, get the win any way you can get it, right? I mean, Milan Lucic scores a goal. It I mean, really I think the rules should say that if Milan Lucic scores a goal on you, you should probably count it as two goals against because Usually doesn't happen that much anymore, but Lucic scores five hole on Leonard on a power play, or I think it was a power play. No, it might not have been a power play. I can't remember off the top of my head. Either way, the goal goal uh, counted the same three to one. Uh, Vegas still leads, and then Dylan Dubay on the power play. This I do remember. Dylan Dubay on the power play uh, beats Leonard, just getting it under his pad. It's three to two. And all of a sudden, Vegas's momentum is gone after really a strong 30 minutes. And again, get the win any way you can get it, right? Well, that was that theory was tested late in the third period when Matthew Kachuk scored on a 2-1-1, which I don't know what, exactly what Robin Leonard was doing. He pulls out from the crease, and by the time the puck gets to uh, Kachuk's stick, Leonard is like two feet away from the crease, and I don't think Kachuk would ever see a more wide-open net than he did on that goal. So 3-3. And then all it takes is one shot to change the game. All it takes is one shot to change the course of a game, the outlook of a game, 
Outcourse is not a word, ladies and gentlemen. Unless you look into the Oxford Dictionary, it's probably there. Uh, but to change the outlook of the game, Shea Theodore, 110 to go with a wicked of a shot that bounces off Mangiapani's stick and roofs over Riddick, hits the, hits the bar, goes in, 4-3. Marshall with the empty netter, seals it 5-3. And that would be your final score. The Golden Knights respond with a much-needed victory after getting blanked in Winnipeg. And that was probably the best-case scenario, given how they played on Friday. Again, they, I felt like the team let Marc-Andre Fleury down on Friday, and they almost let Robin Leonard down, even though Leonard probably should have saved a couple of those goals. They almost let Leonard down. But at the end of the day, the Golden Knights still have not lost consecutive games, uh, I believe consecutive games in regulation, since Pete DeBoer took over as coach. And I don't know the record under DeBoer off the top of my head, but it's still impressive. And at this rate, the Golden Knights are still there, sitting at first place in the Pacific Division, two points clear of the Edmonton Oilers, who they will face tonight. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans, but you may not know that Locked On Golden Knights is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Golden Knights fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And I'm not just talking about any podcast listener. I'm talking about a Locked On podcast listener. That means you, you special person. If your company wants to connect with Golden Knights fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put that company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. And let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit locked backslash advertising, which is a perfect segue actually to talk about tonight's game because I, I'm going to be very interested to watch this game for a couple of reasons. Number one, Mark Andre Fleury likely in net after Robin Leonard got the start last night. Can Flurry rebound after allowing those four goals against Winnipeg and the four goals against the Kings? Now, again, I am more of the believer that the team let Flurry down more than Flurry allowed those goals. I mean, you can make the case 100% that Flurry's overaggressiveness absolutely played a part in Vegas losing the way they did on Friday. I'm not. I'm not going to dispute that because that's been Flurry's mo for his entire career. His overaggressiveness and his ability to to make as many plays as he possibly can. I, I'm not going to sit here and deny that claim, but I still believe out of the eight goals that were given up by Vegas in Flurry's last two starts, about six or seven of them were not because of him. I'm still the believer of that, and you know I'll die on that hill probably. So. Can Fleury rebound? The last time he played the Oilers, he got a shutout, one of his better performances of the year. He got definitely a lot of help from a lot of posts, especially from Dreisaitl and McDavid. Uh, the Oilers are going to be a little bit healthier now with James Neal back in the lineup. They still have uh, Athanasiu. They still have Ennis. They still have Dreisaitl and McDavid. I mean, they still got talent, and they still got depth. Uh, they've been playing very well. Miko Koskinen has been out of this world his last two starts. I think he had 42 saves against Dallas, 
one night and then 46 saves the other night. I can't remember who they played off the top of my head, but he had 46 saves in their win last night. He's seen a lot of shots, and he has uh, been playing very well. So with the Golden Knights, it's a combination of can their goaltender play well along with can the uh, can the goaltending uh, opposite of him show any signs or cracks in the armor, so to speak. Second thing I want to see is if can Vegas kind of respond well in their first game at Edmonton. They played well, or they played well last game in Vegas. Uh, the uh, the first time that Vegas played Edmonton this year, Edmonton took it to them. I, I'm curious to see how Vegas responds on the back-to-back. It, and, it, and it sucks knowing that the two teams that they've had to play, uh, not, not sucks in the sense of, oh, crap, well, it sucks for them, but it, knowing that they probably exuded a lot of energy last night to lose, to barely hang on and win that game in regulation, now they've got to come back and face the team that's right on their tails. But if you get that four-point win... That says a lot about your team. It just it exudes a lot of confidence. And again, you can afford, I feel, to go against Colorado and Minnesota at the tail end of this road trip. You can afford to really not win those games. These are the games, though, that you need to win. Because if you can take a four-point lead against Edmonton with 11 to go, and knowing you face Edmonton one more time and you still have seven other after tonight, you'll have what six more division games to go. I would take that. I would take that knowing that Vegas has more of a chance to gain points in the Pacific division and still get closer to a hundred points. than I would knowing that they lost against Edmonton and then found a way to lose against Colorado and Minnesota. Because if you lose against Edmonton tonight, you have to find a way to make up those points at Colorado or at Minnesota. And given the way that those teams have played against each other this year, I'm not expecting anything out of the sort. The other thing I'll be looking forward to is if Alex Tuck returns tonight. Now he is eligible to return off long-term IR tonight. If he does slide back into the lineup, I would expect Brandon Pure to be reassigned to AHL Chicago as of, what is it, 10.34 right now. Um, no announcement has been made as far as that is concerned. Uh, with the game, I think it's 7 o'clock tonight, puck drop. I can't remember off the top of my head, but given how late of a game that is, maybe there's still time to make that sort of announcement. But as of 10.30 this morning, Brandon Peary is still on the Golden Knights roster, and Alex Tuck, I do not believe, has been taken off IR to this point. It is actually 6 o'clock puck drop, so even better. An hour earlier, even though I won't be watching the game tonight because I'll be doing other uh, college basketball stuff. But if Tuck does return tonight, one, big boost. We know what Tuck can bring. Second of all, I I really want to see if Tuck can be that difference maker. He's going to be the X factor this year. The Golden Knights... If they make the playoffs, which at this point they're going to make the playoffs, if they win the division and they get into the playoffs, Tuck is going to be the X factor. He is going to be the one that will be looked upon to make plays and carry that offense from that third line. That third line has been really good. Like last night, the goal, uh, the holding goal was all set up by the third line. The outlet pass from Stevenson, the read from Peary to Cousins, and then Cousins patiently waiting until he hit a Good Lord, I can't even talk today. Until he hit Nick Holden on the two-on-one to make it 2 nothing. That third line has been playing very good. Uh, again, Brandon Peary may never score ever again at this rate. I don't know if he's ever going to score in the, in the NHL ever again. But 
he's been okay. The games he's been called up, he's been fine. He has it hasn't been a unmitigated disaster on the part of Brandon Beard. Um, but if he does come back, you're looking at Stevenson, Cousins, Tuck, which is not a bad third line. Um, and that will likely be the third line going into the playoffs as uh, it was announced yesterday. I didn't even get a chance to t- touch on this yet. Uh, Cody Glass is done for the season. He is going to have knee surgery. He'll be ready for training camp per Pete DeBoer. Um, big loss, obviously, because we know how good Glass was in the middle for the time he was there. Uh, in in the league, in the NHL, the, on the wing, it was a completely different story. Which again, next year, do not play Cody Glass on the wing. Are we clear? Okay, thank you. Um, but he showed promise. I mean, it, it was a very up and down rookie year for him, just because he you know, missed a lot of time and really didn't put up the points that I think you're, you're expecting him to. But for the most part, he did fine. And now with the center depth, kind of under control at least for the moment if they do make a move this offseason and try and move say Paul Stasny or they don't re-sign a Nick Cousins or whoever the case may be Cody Glass is going to have a center spot one way or the other on this team next year so uh, back back to Suck though I'll be very interested to see if he does play tonight uh, just what he will bring and can he make a difference against a team that has so much speed so much talent can he use his speed and his forechecking to kind of offset Edmonton's bottom six in that regard? Now, I think the one thing that we're going to need to also look at here, there should be no reason on God's green earth why the fourth line should be starting tonight. <laughs> Unless you want to give up two goals in like 20 seconds, I don't think the fourth line should be playing the top line tonight. Uh, whether it's McDavid and Dreisaitl together or McDavid on 1A and Dreisaitl on 1B. You cannot start that fourth line against that team tonight. That crowd is going to be buzzing. They know how important of a game this is. The Golden Knights know how important of a game this is. If you do start that fourth line, that fourth line better be ready to go. They cannot. You cannot allow early goals like you did against Winnipeg. You cannot allow... So many easy chances against Edmonton, you're going to have to win this track meet. And the fourth line is going to have one hell of a task in front of them if it does come to that. So I'll be very interested to see how Vegas responds out of the gate against the Oilers. And again, unfortunately, I probably will not be able to watch the game since I'll be covering college basketball stuff for the AP tonight. But I'll have the, I'll have the game on the computer and we'll go from there. Um, but again, 6 o'clock puck drop tonight, Golden Knights. At 38, 24, and 8, the Oilers 37, 24, and 8. No matter the outcome tonight, the Golden Knights will have, or the Oilers will have a game in hand on the Golden Knights, which, again, if the Golden Knights lose, that does not help their cause in that regard. But at least if you get a point, you're up by one, which, again, probably doesn't help matters very much. But as long as, Go- as the Golden Knights get a point, or get two points tonight, doesn't matter how you do it. Flurry could give up six, but if you score seven, that's all that matters. We have, we have reached that point in the season where it does not matter how you get the two points. Get them by any means necessary. And that's about as simple as a way to look at it. All right. Um, I don't know. I was going to take a look around the league real quick. Uh, Hurricanes beat the Penguins 6-2 to two last night. The Red Wings beat the Lightning 5-4 in a shootout. I don't know what the hell's going on with Tampa Bay, but it ain't looking good right now. Uh, the Blues shut out the Blackhawks 2 to nothing, and there was one giant-ass fight. That was fun. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, potential first-round opponent for the Golden Knights, 
a 5-4 victory over the Ducks in overtime. The Blue Jackets beat the Canucks, which also helped the Golden Knights, and the Avalanche beat the Sharks 4-3. So now we look at the standings again as of 10.40 a.m. on Monday. The Minnesota Wild and Vancouver Canucks occupy the two wild cards. Minnesota is the first wild card. They would face Vegas right now if the season ends today. Which again, as a, as a fan of a team that has seen one of the greatest first round collapses in sports history, and I'm talking about the Mavericks and the Warriors in 07, I feel like this would be the worst case scenario for Vegas going against Minnesota. Now, who knows? Maybe they turn around and they sweep Minnesota in the first round. I, 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 it would be a very hard sell for me if that were the case. But weirder things have happened. And weirder things have happened also to the extent where the Golden Knights could absolutely lose in like five to Minnesota. It, it's that plausible. It is that plausible. Uh, the Predators, though, are one point back in Minnesota. They do have a game in hand. Winnipeg, Arizona, Chicago, Anaheim, all or not, I shouldn't even really my county Anaheim, uh, Nashville, Winnipeg, Arizona, Chicago, all at 69 games. Nashville at 68. Um, Chicago's not out of it yet, but they lost a huge opportunity to gain in the ground after Vancouver lost with St. Louis winning. It was a tough matchup for them. Arizona still hanging around, only two points back. Nashville tied with Vancouver for the second wild card, but trailing Minnesota by one point. Uh, Nashville's only six points behind Dallas for third in the Central. Lest we forget, that's also something that we, that we need to remember. because there's the If there is a chance that we can get to the playoffs where it is, who would it be? If we get Vegas-Dallas in the first round, I might cry. It'll be happy tears, don't worry. But Vegas-Dallas in the first round would be absolutely hilarious. Is it possible? Yeah, maybe. But it also depends on Minnesota if they keep on winning the way that they have. By the way, how is this? Minnesota, 35-27-7, 69 points, right? Or 69 games, nice. 77 points. Zero goal differential. Zero goal differential. Compared to St. Louis and Colorado, we have 31 and 47. Vegas is 15, and Edmonton has 11. Which, by the way, right now, the Flames would be the only team in the playoffs right now that would have a negative goal differential in the Western Conference. Columbus, if they make the playoffs in the East, would be a minus 7. So that's the current state of the Western Conference right now. It's one old giant bowl of crap. <laughs> Where any team literally has a chance to win on any given night. That is how ridiculous it is to this point points and the the landscape in the pacific division could change tonight when uh, the golden knights take on said oilers in what is probably going to be the game of the night in the nhl so yeah i think that'll that'll just about do it i'm recording this in my car it is not the best idea it is hot today probably not the best idea of recording this in my car but in any event uh that'll do it for me today guys so thank you for downloading, sharing, listening, subscribing, all of that jazz. If you are on Apple Podcasts, by the way, if you'd be so kind as to leave a review and a rating, helps people find the podcast. Also, lets me know how I'm doing as a, uh, as a novice podcaster. All of it is greatly appreciated if you would so, if you could please do so. If I could get words out, that'd be even better. Uh, but if you'd be so kind as to leave a rating interview on Apple Podcasts, that would be superb. Also, I would like to just mention, if you are not listening to the Locked On NHL National Show, uh, hosted by Sarah Avampato, please feel free 
to listen to that episode. Sarah's getting some great guests each week. Um, she's also in addition on the NHL's best headlines. I believe Sarah is still the host of Locked On Kings, which is awesome. Um, but if you are, would be so kind, listen to the Locked On NHL show. That would be absolutely superb if you would do that. It's just Locked On NHL should be the first thing that pops up and uh, give it a listen. It's great. It's a great listen, and Sarah does a fantastic job with that show. So with that, that'll do it for me, guys. Thank you for listening. Again, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, with Edmonton Vegas recap. Again, it'll be a little bit tough since I'm not really watching the uh, game tonight or at least not as fully invested as in the game tonight, but uh, it should be a fun game to watch. Vegas Edmonton, first place on the line in the division and 12 games to go for Vegas. It is, it is crunch time. So thank you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and I will see you tomorrow. Have a good one. <laughs>